Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Here at the beginning of my show, you can't help but have your head bob a little bit. It's just something about the music that Kyle selected to start this show. And uh, I often look over at other guests, and they're doing the same thing. But welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, where we celebrate so many amazing people who are making this place such a great place to live, work, and play. Um, I often share things that my friend Frank Willem posts. Frank is an incredibly successful entrepreneur that was able to sell his company and retire young, and he's helping his daughter do some amazing things. And In fact, we'll have her on the show soon and, and talk more about what they're all about. But he posted this the other day, and I, I thought it was good. People can really relate to it. And here's, here's what he posted. If at first you don't succeed... You'll get a lot of free advice from folks who didn't succeed either. <laughs> I just, I just think that is, uh, I think that's true. But it, but I like to believe that if at first you don't succeed, try try again, because that's at the end of the day, you're going to make some mistakes and you're going to learn from those mistakes and you're going to refine your goals and you're going to get on get on with the program. Um, I want to share one other before we move to our guest. In fact, I was talking to our guest about this particular quote and my my thought was that. Walter Payton, man, what an incredible career he had in the NFL, and of course he got so sick as as uh, he, as he in the lead up to his death. But uh, had he lived, he would have he would have um, celebrated a, I think around a 70th birthday in uh, July if uh, if he had lived. But you know, here's here's one that that he said. It, it, here's a quote that he said, and the, what what my uh, guest and I were talking about was that if had he lived in the social media world, it's it's probably incredible the impact that he would have had on so many people. He had a great impact on people anyway, but he was he was a he was one of those great Mississippians that is for sure. But here's what he said: When you're good at something, you'll tell everyone. When you're great at something, they'll tell you. Boy, I love that one. That is so true. Uh, you probably know some people that applies to. And it's not terrible to tell people, but but there's something about greatness. And, of course, you know, Walter Payton, we knew him as greatness. Um, you go out and lead by example and, and do great work, and it has a way of sort of telling you know, you live you're you're living by example and you're telling people through your actions what you believe in and you inspire them through your actions and certainly Walter Payton was that kind of a leader man that is for sure and what a, what a great inspiration he was okay so let's uh let's move to my next guest or my first guest today which is uh someone who was on the show about a week and a half ago someone I really enjoy visiting with because he's a one coast recipient 
And it's uh, Dr. Cedric Bradley as a PhD. He's the vice president of the Harrison County campus. He has other responsibilities outside of that specific campus as well here in coastal Mississippi. But I wanted to invite him back and just have a broader, more and in some respects, deeper conversation about the work of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College here in coastal Mississippi. But, but without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Cedric Bradley back to the conversation. How you doing, Cedric? Hey, doing great, Ricky. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to to get back on your show. Really looking forward to the conversation this morning. Listen, I really enjoyed the conversation. You know, uh, learning more about where you come from, the influence of your family on you to pursue education, um, the fact that, um, you know, I've often said, somebody said, you know, should I do, what kind of degree should I get? And they were looking toward sort of a liberal arts degree. And I would say, you know what, get a degree in English, do, do something like that, because if you learn to communicate, you can usually transition that into learning to do just about anything. But that's sort of that's that's sort of your story. You, you, you understood that education was going to be a big part of what uh, was going to make, excuse me, your, that your education was going to be a big part of what made you successful. And and um, and there's been really no looking back. It was a great, great opportunity to tell your story. And I, I really appreciate you spending time with me. Hey, thank you. I, I appreciate that as well. And I've I've enjoyed listening to the stories of the other One Coast recipients because you get a chance to learn something from everybody. And everybody has their own unique story of how they got to where they are um, today. And, it's, and, and all the stories are so inspiring also. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, I had the opportunity when we post at uh, both the Super Talk Gulf Coast web, uh, website or Facebook page, and also at the Ricky Matthews Facebook page, I had the opportunity to really under dive into the numbers and see, you know, it, not everybody literally engages. In other words, they don't comment for, for on, on everything. But we get a, you get a chance to see the views, and I'll get private messages from people that have something specific that they want to point out to me that they were inspired by in the conversation. I get those notes all the time. I, I, I had one. I got a note the other day, or, or someone posted at the site. Um, in fact, it was Dennis Burke, who's, who retired from People's Bank. <clears throat> and during one of the One Coast Award uh, conversations, they she actually gave Dennis credit for sort of inspiring her to be involved in the community, and he talked about how uh, that touched him. And of course, Dennis's wife also weighed in. Both of them terrific people. Um, but you know, they, they they do touch people when you get a chance to have these conversations with people who are working in the community. Everyone has their story. Every gosh, do people have their stories? Yep. That's one of the reasons why at the beginning of Coast View, when it was Coast View, not the Ricky Matthews show over three years ago now, I focused on the George Slogans and the Jerry St. Pays and the Roland Weeks and the uh, you know, you know, so so many people. You'll leave them. You'll leave people out if you start trying to, to name them all. But um, I called them the Stallworth leaders, and inside their stories, in t- inside their leadership stories, both in their businesses and uh, in their commitment to the community, there's so much to learn. But what what the One Coast Award tells us is you don't have to to be a Stallworth leader. In other words, you know, 
one of the most significant leaders in the coast's history, to have a story that inspires people. Because you're doing something in your corner of the world that is powerful and important and makes a difference, and and people can learn from that. And I and I you know, the accumulation of these stories, five days a week, you know, sometimes two two people a day. Over the course of three years, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of views, hundreds of thousands of views. That's just on the Facebook page. It's not counting YouTube and the extension of the show that goes to podcast platforms and what we're doing on the daily radio show. As long as we continue to get the feedback that people are inspired by your people like you, Cedric, I'll continue to do this this show in retirement. It's been it's been a thrill for me to be able to do it. And you know, you're not looking for the recognition, but but you get you get well what I said when you and I talked, and that is that when we can hold you up as an example, others are going to be inspired. When we can use your leadership at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College to have a detailed discussion about Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, that's good for Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. That's good for coastal Mississippi. That's good for the state. So all these dots connect, and it's a terrific opportunity for me to be able to have these conversations. It's been so well received. It really has. Um, okay, so for people who did not hear our conversation, let's come back and let's let's lay a little bit of groundwork uh, first. So you are the vice president of the Harrison County campus. There are extensions of that campus, and we want to talk about that. So let's let people know what it is you do these days. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Ricky. Um, I serve as the vice president. Um, for the Harrison County campus. Yeah, obviously, we know that it's located right here in the heart of Harrison County, uh, right here on the Biloxi Gulfport um, city line. I often tell people that um, when I walk across the street to our hospitality center, I'm in Biloxi, but when I go back across the street, I'm in Gulfport. Um, and so though, that's my day-to-day work there serving as vice president of the Harrison County campus. But um, Gulf Coast Community College, we have um, actually um, 11 locations now. And two of those locations, uh, we have a center at Keesler and we have a center at the CB base uh, where we're able to offer courses at, at both of those locations for um, service men and women, as well as civilians also, um, because it gives them an opportunity to be able to take classes without having to actually leave the base. Uh, but not only for the active duty individuals, but also for their family, their spouses. And so their spouses may want to take classes without having to leave the bases as well. So we have that opportunity um, there at both of our um, bases here in Harrison County. How many students do you have? Um, for at the bases? Or no, just just, uh, just overall for, for just the general, area that you're responsible. You know, we actually serve about over 20,000 students in both <clears> the credit um, world and the non-credit world, Ricky. So uh, we actually um, serve more students and non-credit um, than we do on the credit side of the house. So. Yeah, that, I, I, that's that's what I have often said. That and and what I what the way I talk about it is that over fifty percent of the students now at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College are in non-traditional education. They're not they're not trying to get a two-year degree, and they're not trying to you know do the do the two plus two where they end up going on to uh, a four-year university. They're they're learning a trade. It might be automotive technology. It might be HVAC. It might be auto collision. It might be cybersecurity. It might be diesel mechanic. I mean, Lord, there's a lot of possibilities. We're actually going to break some of that down. 
down here shortly. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with my friend, Dr. Cedric Bradley, who's the vice president of the Harris County campus for the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is The Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Good morning, and hope you're having a great day. I'm enjoying my conversation with Dr. Cedric Bradley, who is the vice president of Harrison County uh, uh, Campus. And uh, what I was doing, I was going to look at my Fitbit watch real quick and see that I did 5.7 miles this morning walking. And uh, I do that a lot. You know that. If you're a regular listener, I walk a lot. And uh you know, I try to try to stay in shape, work out weights two or three days a week, and do all the things that you're supposed to do to try to take care of yourself. And I've done it for like more than 40 years, which is amazing to me to think that it's just been going on that long. But while I was walking, I was thinking about something, thinking about you know, there's always this noise in the political spectrum, and this is not a political show, but there's a lot of division in the world, and and the polarized ends often say. You know, it's to decide what the agenda is going to be. When most of us, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, most of us is somewhere in the middle. We're moderates. We're somewhere in the middle. One of the one of the um, things that frustrates me is in the midst of all that sort of political, especially in a political season, we tend to get on those issues that are not really about solving a problem. And you, you can pick the issue, and but I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to to drag culture wars and things like that into the conversation. But but I look at that as sort of this this uh, on the surface you've got you know these polarized ends that are trying to decide for us what what we should be debating about and talking about. When the rest of us are are working in the trenches every day to try to bring our state forward. And a great example of that, I think an excellent example of that. And I know this to my core because I'm a proud member of the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Hall of Fame um, at a time when I was changing my major from pre-med to business. Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College played an incredibly important role in my my life. And I went on to to get my degree and went on to get a master's. I did an internship at the Sun-Herald along the way and the rest is history. But if you look at what's happening in the trenches of Coastal Mississippi, you look at, for example, Mary Graham and the conversations I've had with her, what you see is that they're incredibly strategically focused, which is to say that their strategy plan, their strategic plan is never set in stone. It's it's literally a living document, and they're constantly bringing inputs into it. And when something like the, the pandemic happens, they've got a framework to introduce the challenges brought to some brought to this 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 college as a result of something like the pandemic, and they can then make adjustments in their plan and 
They move forward. It's just, it's just a, it's part of what they do. They're listening to to business and industry. Uh, they're li- they're they're paying attention to what other communities are doing across the United States. They're very tuned in tune with best practices across the United States. I can't say enough good things about this team because what it leads to is having Mississippi become a leader when, you, when in things like job development and, and making adjustments to the ever changing technical side of things on the business side. Uh, they are making, they're turning on a dime. And a lot of times you don't, you don't get a chance to hear that story or focus on that story, how people are working together to make Gulf Coast Community College one of the most important community college in the entire United States. And listen, I know that. I know that because I've done my homework. I understand what's happening. But Cedric, when I talk about that and with with the knowledge that I've gained in my conversation with Mary Graham and others over many years, that is as real as real gets, isn't it? You are 100 percent spot on there, Ricky, because what I always like to say is that it's, it's important for us to stay relevant. And the best way to stay relevant is that you have to listen to your businesses. You have to listen to the industry. Um, You have to see what's going on um, across the nation because what you don't want to happen, you know, you think about Blockbuster, um, the movie rental. Um, You had Blockbuster, it was doing its thing, and then Netflix came along and Blockbuster wasn't relevant anymore. So you have to make sure that you stay relevant and and the best way to do that it's making sure that you are listening to your businesses and your industry and the community, making sure that you're staying in tune with what their needs are. Um, I often tell people, they, I say, what we do here at Gulf Coast Community College is that we train and educate students. We listen to our business and industry. And then we, after we've heard what our business and industry um, are telling us, we retrain Um, our students. And with all of our career and technical programs, we have advisory councils. Um, Those advisory councils are made up of industry professionals, and they're telling us what they need us to do to make sure when they hire our students, our students are prepared and can come into um, into their organizations and be successful. It is so important, and it is, uh, it is proven uh, itself time and time again because business and industry as a result are getting trained uh, employees as a result of it. And uh, you've, you've blazed this trail that has put Mississippi on the map. And, you know, one of the cool things about the conversation you and I had the other day is that uh, you were you were making the point that when you go to these meetings, and I think we all feel this burden when we go to these meetings to sort of help people overcome whatever preconceived notions they have about Mississippi. And believe me, man, we, we, we always have room to improve. Every every state has room to improve. But but we have we we're leading the way. And uh, when you have the opportunity to go outside of Mississippi and and people become really aware of how this sort of strategic focus and the strategic framework has worked within the guise of establishing Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College as this as this organization that can turn on a dime that's not just focused on you know getting people to the next level of college, but it's helping people get to the next level of success in their lives. And 
and um, it makes a difference, man. I mean, people what what they say of us when, you know, when they're doing their best practice analysis, what they see in, in in us, and I say us, you know, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, something I'm very proud of. They see uh, an organization that's leading the way, and you share that, don't you? Yep, I I, I do, and um, a perfect example of that. Um, about a year ago, we actually hosted the National Security Agency, Ricky, and this is um, the agency that is based in D.C. Uh, because what that agency saw, they saw what we were doing here at Gulf Coast Community College, uh, particularly in cybersecurity. Um, and Gulf Coast Community College, we are we were one of the first two institutions in Mississippi. Um, to be recognized by the National Security Agency as what's called a Center of Academic Excellence in Cyber Defense. Um, and so you think about everything related to cybersecurity, um, not only your big organizations, but even your smaller nonprofits, they need to make sure that they have individuals who can come in and try to prevent um, some type of cyber attack from happening in their organization. And so the NSA they saw what we were doing here at Gulf Coast Community College, and they actually asked us to host the National Security Agency's um, big conference. And we, they had um, government agencies and, and everybody from D.C., from throughout the nation, right here at Gulf Coast Community College. So, You know, you think about it. Um, again, cybersecurity is a really good example of how how – forming partnerships and how listening to what your partners say to you. We're not talking about just offering a few classes in cybersecurity. What we're, and, and you can we, you can sort of boil this down a little bit even deeper than you have up to this point. But when you think about Keesler Air Force Base and the highly technical trainings that's happening there, and then you think about uh, Stennis Space Center and the blue chip industries, many of them very highly technical, some of the most important computers in the world are there. You think about uh, Ingalls and Chevron. Chevron, this incredible refinery that's strategically important to America right here in Jackson County. And then no one will argue the role that Ingalls is playing in uh, the defense of this nation and uh, freedom around this world. Um, when you think about those partnerships and what is done to evolve the conversations around cybersecurity, it's significant, isn't it? It's, it's huge. It really is. Um, Keesler, for example, Keesler Air Force Base, they train over 6,000 individuals a year in cyber. And so uh, we actually we're part of a partnership with Keesler, uh, Mississippi State University and several other um, federal, state, and local agencies in what's called the Mississippi Cyber Initiative. And what we have here on the campus is what's called the Mississippi Cyber Center. Um, and in the Mississippi Cyber Center, um, it's, it's led by an individual who works with Mississippi State University. Um, but agencies are able to come in and talk about best practices related to cybersecurity. In addition to that, it has what's called a digital forensics lab, and it's actually hosted or, or it's, it's, it's by the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation, in which the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation has their digital forensics lab right here on the Harrison County campus. And if someone commits a crime and they have to get into that phone or something like that and, and the digital forensics, they're able to do that right here on the campus.
We'll, we'll actually pick it up from there, but um, you, 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 for the listeners, you, you get the sense that that we're again, we're not just talking about a two plus two program anymore, offering sort of uh, the first two years of college, and we're gonna we're gonna do good doing that. <clears throat> it is very significant. There are a lot of layers to this onion when you start getting into highly sophisticated technical training, and we'll get into more of this when we get on the other side with Cedric Bradley, who's the vice president of the Harrison County Campus for Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. We'll see you after this. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. We're talking with my friend, Dr. Cedric Bradley. He's a Ph.D. He's vice president of the Harrison County Campus for Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. When we went to break, though, we were putting layers on this onion. You know, the, the, the sort of the, the core of it is that there was a decision along the way to take technical training at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College and take that to a whole new level to figure out and working with partners. And these are the industry and business partners all along coast of Mississippi. And listen to them and say, okay, here are the kind of programs we need to develop. The programs we develop need to be relevant to the job market. Where are we having challenges, for example, in hiring skilled people? And Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College then is working to sort of find the kind of students that would be good fits for those programs and developing programs around that. And then, you know, graduating skilled technical students are no longer students, but graduates who then can take some of these positions. There's some great examples, incidentally, some highly sophisticated diesel mechanic jobs that pay six figures. I mean, we're not talking about coming out making $10 an hour. These are really, really you know, in fact, in fact, that one of the reasons why Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College has more than 50 percent in non-traditional these technical training programs now than traditional is because people can go to these programs and come out making significant amount of money. And if they, they can go into a four-year university and maybe have an opportunity to do that. But not everyone who goes off to four-year university really needs to do that. I mean, what they what they really should do is look into these technical training programs. But when we went to break, we we're talking about cybersecurity and the way that has evolved into the center on the campus and how they're involved in really, really detailed cyber forensics and all of that. But when you're hosting real-life stuff, I mean, this is this is rubber hits the road stuff to keep this state safe and keep businesses safe, when you host that, it is like real-world experience right there on the campus, and there is no, you can't, there's no trade-off for that, is there? No, and you know, what you said is so, so accurate, Ricky, because it's hands-on training that our students have an opportunity to get. For example, uh, with the digital forensics lab, our students who are in cybersecurity, our students who are in criminal justice, those students can actually um, go through a background um, check and work with Mississippi Bureau of Investigation and get that experience of being in a digital forensics lab while they are working on their associate's degree here at Gulf Coast. We actually just um, formed a new partnership as well with the Mississippi um, Highway Patrol. 
Um, law enforcement agencies, they're struggling with staffing um, like many industries and individuals are. But if there is one um, um, agency that you don't want to have to struggle with staffing, that's your law enforcement. And so um, Mississippi Highway Patrol, they came to us uh, with an opportunity for a partnership. And with this partnership, our students who are in our criminal justice program, those students can ask, actually go through what's called the core program with the Highway Patrol. It's called the Candidates on Rapid Entry. And so as those students go through our program, they will also work direct work alongside a trooper during this time, and they'll get PT training as well as learn other knowledge about law enforcement. And once they graduate from Gulf Coast and they complete the core program, they'll have guaranteed acceptance into trooper school. So it's really helping, it's helping those individuals to get great jobs, but it's also helping um, us, it's also helping the state as well as, as far as trying to fill that void that they have with the troopers. And what's what's so powerful about that, when people tend to think of the uh, Mississippi Department of Public Safety, which Sean Tindall, I think, is doing an incredibly good job of, of uh, you know, sort of saying grace over, they often do think just of, uh, of the Highway Patrol. But what they don't realize is that it's the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics, it's the Driver's License Services, it's Homeland Security, it's the Training Academy, it's the, the Medical Examiner's Office, it's Crime Stoppers. I, I, I know that I'm missing some, but it's a, it's got all these different pieces, and I've always been intrigued by uh, – uh, the role that Sean plays as a leader over all of that. So here you are, you're working on trying to figure out how you can aid the, the, the highway patrol group with getting trained people who are ready to sort of hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And that's a complicated job these days. I talk about law enforcement on this show all the time that they're much more selected than they ever were before. And and the, there's so much work around de-escalation and there's so much work on understanding you know, your, your rights and, and the laws of of others, et cetera. It's a very complicated job. But when you when you had that partnership with Sean Tindall's office and you're working on something like uh, something like the Highway Patrol, what will happen is it's naturally going to spill over into these other areas that he's responsible for. So you see that over and over again. You get you work with Ingalls on something, something else pops up. You work with them to address that. You meet other people. That brings you to another possibility. It's uh, it's a very symbiotic kind of relationship, isn't it? It really is because a lot of these, you know, going back to cybersecurity, for instance, you know, when you think about cybersecurity, you, you, what many people don't realize is that there are so many other programs that are directly related to cybersecurity, um, coding technology, um, computer programming, um, even HVAC, uh, Ricky, for instance, that has cybersecurity um, components to it. So. Uh, we actually had a grant from the National um, Science Foundation in which we were training our students in what's called the Internet of Things. And so basically, our students who are in HVAC, who are in cybersecurity, who are in computer programming, who are in construction maintenance, um, those students were able to um, look at the way that all those components come together. Because if I'm an HVAC technician and I'm going in to install a, install a smart thermostat, 
I need to know what are the cybersecurity issues that may be related to this smart thermostat that I'm installing in someone's home. And so we had a grant that students were actually able to get a certificate so they can learn about all those different components, even if they're in a different major, all those components actually relate to one another. It's incredible. You know, I can't I can't help but think back at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College that existed when I was there in the 1980s, which was terrific, incidentally. I mean, I was thinking this morning about I, I came across a quote from Shakespeare and my my teacher there was so good that that so many I ha, I have still in my head from back in those days I can recall uh, specific phrases or f- specific excerpts that she made me memorize and uh, you know I could I could impress you with how I can say those words today because they just stuck in my brain but but the thing is that um, it's just a terrific school that's really focused on pr- preparation and what's happened is this evolution over time has has made it adaptable in this way. And that's why I, that's why I say you got all this division is up here in the world and we're all having this. Di- but man, the, the real people are in the trenches making a darn difference every single day and they don't care about the politics or anything. They're just helping people succeed. And Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College has been has been that entity and it is incredible to, to hear it. I mean, it, just listening to listening to you talk, Cedric, as you, we, we, we mentioned cybersecurity and next thing you know, you're talking about, you know, very Sophisticated, um, very sophisticated and friend. Uh, uh, and fr- uh, what, what am I trying to say? Forensic. I, I'm trying, mm-hmm. Infringing is what the word that came to my mind. But friends, uh, infr- What am I trying to say? Forensic. 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 Yes. Gosh, yeah. man, I started <laughs> to do it again. But you think about the, how how our conversation evolved around all of that and how you guys have laid a stake down to make a difference and to be a na- national leader. It's uh, it's incredible, but it's not just there. I mean, you know, look, for example, you look at the automotive technology arena. What's happened there? I mean, we've gone from having carburetors to having you know re- really sophisticated digital engines, and now you have the, the the evolution of EV. But you guys, you have to be able to turn on the dime and bring those new technologies into your automotive technology training programs. There, I mean, there's no rest for the weary and staying up on all that, is there? No, not at all. And, um, you know, you think about um, automobiles and vehicles of today, you know, they have so many electrical components to them, you know, where, you know, 20 years ago, I could get underneath a car and change the oil. But, you know, it's a a lot more complicated now. And um, and actually, um, a couple of days ago, we actually had a um, automotive open house. And what we did was we invited um, students, potential students, um, current students who are looking to major in automotive technology. And we also had car dealerships from throughout the Gulf Coast. And what this open house was, it gave students an opportunity to see what's going on in our automotive program. But it also gave them an opportunity to talk with the car dealerships because what we're getting ready to do now, Ricky, is that we're changing up our automotive program, staying relevant to what the industry needs are. And the first semester, students are in automotive. They're going to go four days a week like they normally um, have done. But during their second and third semesters, they're going to come to class two days a week, and they're going to go and work at the dealerships for three days a week. 
And so they're going to be able to work with the dealerships where they can actually get paid internships, but the dealerships are actually able to um, kind of grow their own future employees um, by using those students as interns. It's an incredible, it's incredible, look, every little road we go down, we can go deep on the way that Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College has adapted strategically to meet the needs of business. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. It's a pleasure to have the opportunity to really drill down on one of the great stories in Mississippi, one of the one of the great best practices in Mississippi that the nation is really paid attention to. So we, we, we were talking, I mean, so first of all, Coast, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is really on uh, a sort of the, the headlines for the nation when it comes to what we're doing with career and technical training. And then you start to zero in even deeper and you had this conversation around cybersecurity and you start to understand that we're laying the groundwork there. And then we get into this discussion about automotive technology and then you start to see the relationship between auto D Dealers and and the school and creating these internships and and so on. I mean, we could just keep breaking it down, keep breaking it down. H, you know, the the HVAC uh, area is very significant. Always has been a big part of what you guys have done. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it it, it really has. Um, H, I'm, I mean, Ricky, think about it. Being in South Mississippi, can you imagine not having? HVAC technicians. Um, and so our HVAC program is actually a one-year program. And so students can actually come, finish that degree in one year and go out and actually get um, family-sustaining wages once they um, complete that degree. And so we have several programs that what we consider to be one-year programs. So HVAC, um, um auto collision, electrical technology. We have a new program called Live Entertainment Technology. And what that program does is actually allow students to understand what it takes to um, put, on a, put on a show. So they're learning about lighting. They're learning about sound. Um, they're learning all of those things. If there's a um, concert at a coliseum or a church or what have you, they're learning about how to do those things related to performances. And that's a one-year program as well. And that program, Live Entertainment Technology, is actually a free program for students right now. So um, students can actually come and take that program at no cost. It's it's what we consider a no-cost program here at the institution. I love that idea. Listen, I had the opportunity to spend time with Matt over at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center, Mac McDonald, who's the executive director there, and um, and the judge when the judge came to town, so he invited me over. I spent the day with him, sort of to see behind the scenes this very sophisticated infrastructure that he invested in during the pandemic that enabled them to get the bigger, the bigger uh, touring uh, artists that need the ability to be able to bring this unbelievable equipment in. I mean, you know, sometimes it could be six or seven or eight, uh, you know, Mac, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, eighteen wheelers, and what you have. 
have is you have in this infrastructure that it now exists at the Coliseum the ability to, to you know bring those those uh, those those wires down connect everything together lift everything back up again I'm not saying it correctly but I saw it with my own eyes I see what is necessary and then you add to that you add to that the fact that you guys have this program that that you recently opened up a new performing arts center that's already I mean this thing is a world class facility isn't it Yes, we're we're super proud of it. Um, it's been a great um, venue, not only for the college but for the community as well. We still have a great partnership with Gulf Coast Symphony Orchestra. Um, our Performing Arts Center is their home. About a week and a half ago, we were able to bring in Chapel Heart, uh, Mississippi's own Chapel Heart, and they had a great show, great performance. Probably about a thousand people um, were in attendance, and it just continues to grow. We continue to look for things that um, are going to be beneficial to the community, Ricky. Yeah, I love that Chapel Heart came in. I have had them on this show. And uh, I had them just before they they were on America's Got Talent. And so when you do a search on on Chapel Heart, what came up is the YouTube conversation that the two of us, that the three of them had with me. And it's been viewed tens of thousands of times because it, I was I had just done the interview, so it was hot on YouTube, and people saw them on the show and were very interested in them, so they went to look. But I predicted, you know, the the fact that they write all their own music, they're out doing this independent tour right now. They're playing again at the Grand Ole Opry. They've been there m- multiple times. Um, they Their music is incredible. It has such a wonderful soul to it because you know they come from Poplarville and now they spend, uh, they live in New Orleans, but they've got that pure country soul in their music and it was great to see them be able to stop stop by here and do a show there and see their family and friends uh, You know, before they get back on the road again. But man, they've been burning the pavement, haven't they? They have and they and they you know i think what's so special about them is that they truly love mississippi and you see that um throughout their music and throughout um their performances is that they have a true love for mississippi and that and that's that's special i introduced them to steve azar who wrote the new state song for mississippi one mississippi and he immediately included them in the official video for the song one mississippi where you know for, you know uh, starts out with morgan freeman and it has all the greats that are alive still in mississippi so their their voices in that in that official video now so i was so so happy for that but anyway hey listen we could continue on we uh, we're out of time for the day but we will get back together soon and we will continue the conversation stay in touch with us let us know if you've got something important you want to talk about we'd love to have you back cedric hey sounds great ricky thank you so much for having me on today you bet this has been cedric bradley from mississippi gulf coast community college and and a, and a good friend we'll see you we'll see you tomorrow have a great day and uh thanks for joining us Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.